and welcome to the Bodybuilding.com podcast. I'm Nick Coleus, the man with the swollest license plate in the state of Idaho. <laughs> Got a swole, swole ass license plate. The swoliest? It says, uh, it says swole on it, and I got wow. it five years before I ever started working here. Totally by coincidence. It was just, it was um, God's. Just wanted to be part of the DMV. swole patrol. I, apparently I did. We also have uh, Chrissy Kendall, science editor at bodybuilding.com. Hello. And science? Glo- globe trekker. I just got super nervous. Yeah. I got to be like all smart and stuff yeah. for this podcast. What are you going to ask? This is an intervention. Oh my God. <laughs> What's going on? dumb. Yeah. <laughs> You've been saying some things. Yeah. That everybody asked for this to happen. Damn. <laughs> I don't think I have a problem, though. That's the thing. I really love you, but, but I love the way I'm living my life. Uh, Cassie Smith is also here, senior uh, content editor at bodybuilding.com, CrossFit Games athlete, pal of, pal of Mark. Pal of Mark. Is that, is that a pal, pal. Of, pal of Mark? Is that a thing? A lot of palms out there? Together. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> and we also have Mark Bell, the smelly Adonis. Hello from the other side. The power behind Power <laughs> Magazine. The ass behind my favorite ass tool, the slingshot hip circle. Mm-hmm. Did I yep. show you? I, um, I walked in on my four-year-old doing lateral walks. <laughs> oh yeah, just just like mommy does. Trying to get those, <laughs> trying to get those gains. Right. My my uh, the first thing I swear to God, the first thing I said when I woke up to my wife this morning, I said, "Strong ass, strong lass." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's how I wake up. Glute recruitment is <laughs> crucial. And uh, we also have here Silent Mike, Mike Shh. Bar. Occasional up, power cast host as well. Yes, or always. I'm on that thing sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Why do they call you Silent Mike? Like you're not silent. Um, What's your deal? It's this guy. It, okay. uh, if you listen everybody to the power gets a nickname. You, yeah, okay. yeah. Join a super training uh, five years ago, maybe four and a half years ago. First day in my life. There are a lot of uh, large men, uh, heavy, furry, heavy men. Uh, strong men. You're getting her excited. I know. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. climb do, across. Do tell more. I do tell underage, more. <laughs> underage men. Underage Where men. Where do we Crosses. go for this? Yeah. Uh, I was just like the youngest guy, the weakest guy, the smallest guy. So I just kind of shut up, learned my place. And then uh, Mark to remember my name because he <laughs> didn't care and made me a nickname. <laughs> yeah, we right. do a lot of voiceover work to uh, the videos that we produce. And so... Uh, he was lifting with me in one of the particular videos, doing some deadlifts. And I'm like, ah, oh, here I go for X amount on the deadlift. And here goes this guy. And then kept back and forth. And then he came on the screen. I was like, oh, and then here's Silent Mike. And then just people got excited. They're like, Silent Mike. They got excited. And so yeah. name stuck. They're yeah. excited about silence. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Mike and Smelly. Sounds like a wrestling team. Yeah. Rap Silent duo. Silent and Smelly. That wrestling sounds, tag team. Sounds like hell. Tag team, <laughs> team champions of the world. <laughs> The sweet embrace of death is silent and smelly. (laughs) Chicks really dig it. (laughs) Um, Also, former professional wrestler, right? Current strongest coach in the world. Anybody stronger come along recently? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Depends who you ask. (laughs) You ask me, I don't think so. (laughs) And competitive power lifter since... Time immemorial. Since birth, yes. Mm-hmm. What you you uh, do? You talk about your first meet a lot. Is that is that a, a story that lives on in infamy as you coach people? Uh, no, I don't remember my first meet. Right? Can uh, give it I, an age, a year. I do know. Well, I I do know that I lied about my age to get into the oh, meet. Oh, perfect. I think I was like fourteen. You're supposed to be like fifteen or sixteen. So, I lied about my age to get into the meet. But other than that, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. Except that you, you know, stunted your growth. Just obviously. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Well, I was on a lot of steroids going to that meet. I remember that. That, yep. that was pretty. Yeah, that's like kind of the only real memory I have is just how hard it was to stick myself at that age with the needles and stuff. You know, 
using the internet. Buy all your steroids on the internet, right? Uh, it, 1975. The internet was the was the net inside a uh, a deadlift. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the interwebs. <laughs> You don't you don't remember what your what your totals were? No, I, I don't really have an, an idea of, of the weights that I did. I do know like you know, when I graduated high school I benched four oh five. Um but I don't really remember a lot of the other numbers. I think when I was like fifteen I might have benched three fifteen or something like that. I I don't really remember all the numbers. And so the significance <laughs> of the first time around is really just ripping the band aid off? Well the the uh just getting involved in powerlifting, you know, as a kid, um, is is neat to me now. Looking back at it, because powerlifting is so popular now, whereas before it wasn't really a thing. I I kind of kept it almost hidden that I powerlifted. You know, everyone's talking about football or baseball or basketball, and so uh, with powerlifting, you know, people are like, "Oh, I heard you broke a." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> you know, I I did I did a little bit of this or a little bit of that, but it was just more of a real side thing. It was always a hobby for me. Uh, and it was always something I knew that I would get back to. So I did. Um, I played football. I did a bunch of other things, did pro wrestling for a while. And I always knew I'd circle back around to lifting at some point because it's the only thing I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. hmm. Can you explain for the folks at home the difference between powerlifting and weightlifting and bodybuilding? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, they're different? Right. I know. Oh, this okay. is crazy. Well, listen, listen, uh, listen up, <laughs> folks. Take, take some yeah, notes yeah. here. Well, here I'm we go. Saying that. This is a personal beef um, with the world right now. <laughs> 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 Let them have it. First of all, I'll start out by saying that I think what I love about powerlifting is the fact that anyone can do it. It's very black and white about your results. Did you put the work in or did you not put the work in? If you put the work in, you'll get stronger. Every person possesses the ability to get stronger, whether you're short or fat, tall, skinny, doesn't really matter. If you put in the work towards getting stronger, you have the ability to get stronger. Uh, not everybody has the ability to do bodybuilding. Not everybody has the ability to do Olympic lifting. Not everybody has the ability to do CrossFit. Um, in CrossFit, there's so many movements that eliminate people. They just can't simply do the movements. Too many injuries. They're too old, not mobile enough. Weightlifting, same thing. Mobility can be an issue. So doing a snatch, sometimes people are automatically ruled out. And uh, when it comes to bodybuilding, who the fuck can follow a bodybuilding guy? <laughs> I mean, really, like, Not anybody I mean, Mike, yeah, right. Yeah, no one can do it. It's impossible. But Mike and I have worked with a lot of people over the years, and uh, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people over the years and, and given them diet advice. You know, one out of every 20 people actually really follow what you said mm -hmm. in terms of the diet. In terms of lifting, it's usually not a problem. Mm -hmm. Probably almost, you know, 90, 95 percent of the people really listen to you when it comes to lifting. The diet side is so hard. So, you know, the big difference uh, between some of those sports, between powerlifting and weightlifting in powerlifting, uh, another big advantage of powerlifting is you get to lift more weight. Uh, in Olympic lifting, there's so much skill and there's other things involved, other dynamics to the lift that are involved that, that force you to use less weight. Um, Olympic lifting is comprised of a clean and jerk and a snatch, or you're putting weight over your head and doing these weird tricks to get the weight up over your head. <laughs> and uh, in powerlifting, it's uh, comprised of a squat, bench press, and deadlift. Um, in a powerlifting meet, you get to do nine attempts, and you're judged by three judges. Um, you get judged on various things, squat depth, uh, locking out benches, locking out deadlifts and things like that. Um, and what was the other thing? Bodybuilding. 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 Bodybuilding, yes. <laughs> the most important, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> bodybuilding kind of plays into almost everything that anyone does inside of a gym almost because, uh, 
anything anyone's doing uh, towards just building their body or bettering their body, I would consider bodybuilding. Um, whether you're doing three sets of three or three sets of 10, I would kind of consider it all to be the same thing. You're lifting weights to try to make yourself better. <clears throat> the, the mission and the goal sometimes gets skewed by people. The mission and the goal is to always get more jacked and always gain more muscle, whether you're male or female or whether you're old or young, because the more muscle mass that you have, the more that your body will work for you rather than you being a slave to your body trying to figure out how to burn calories and stuff like that. That's a very nice way to put it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Mm-hmm. No, what what role does competition play there in there in in powerlifting in particular? Do you feel like somebody? I mean, how how many uh, percentage wise of the people that you guys work with end up actually competing, and how much do, is that a priority? I would say now it's a lot. You know, it's a, the majority um, in our gym. Almost everyone competes, right? Yeah, I think you uh, kind of get kicked out if you don't compete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's the level. like Mark said that anybody can powerlift. Uh, that's kind of the point of it is is uh, we're kind of busy traveling stuff, so we might compete less, especially Mark, than he used to. But um, you can compete, and when you do compete, your training, your diet, your sleep, your your priorities start to get in line a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I think anybody could probably get into a weightlifting meet, but it might take you a couple of years to be able uh, even to do the lifts. Like, we could probably teach someone to efficiently squat, bench, and deadlift in a month. And then throw them into a meet if they wanted to. And then your training's just going next level when you put yourself on the line like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Is, uh, if somebody says, yeah, I kind of want to compete. Well, there's a there's a meet in four weeks. Yeah. I was thinking of just signing up for it just to sort of gauge where I'm at. Yeah. Do, do you guys endorse that approach? Or are you yeah. like, no, no, you got to take this shit seriously. Do it 16 weeks out. <clears throat> no, I'd say go do it. Mm-hmm. I was oh, talking about Cassie here. I'm not trying to talk you out of this. I <laughs> threw you under the bus. Yeah, we, we encourage people to get into competition. You know, somebody uh, has a local 4K to run or something like that, a you know, local run to get involved in, a turkey trot, whatever you call it. There's always something going on in terms of like running or, or something like that. And people have no problem uh, hopping into that. And they never talk about what place they finish in it. Mm-hmm. They just like go and do it. And I'm sure they get slaughtered. There's <laughs> probably a few freaks there that can really run, right? But when it comes to weightlifting or powerlifting, people are like, no, I, you know, I only want to do it if I'm going to win. It's like, well, <laughs> that might take a really long time. Or and, never. Mm-hmm. And you might run into mm-hmm. a real maniac here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, you might run into a real, a really gifted lifter. Maybe you run into somebody who's going to compete in the Olympics or something at some point. Who knows who you're going to run into? Um, so that's not a great mindset. The mindset is to, uh, get in front of judges, have an official, have official lifts in the books, official lifts on the books. And it's something that you can judge yourself against other people. And then you can judge yourself against yourself the next time that you go out and compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make yourself accountable for your training. So if you go in and you bench, you bench 200 pounds in training and you're all excited, that's a training lift. That's a, you know, a power lifter would discredit that lift and say, well, it wasn't in competition. <laughs> you got to go to the competition and actually do it on the platform as the rest of us are making Or Instagram. It. <laughs> or you can go the IG route. <laughs> so would you say for that new person that's going to compete in four weeks, what do you spend the most time on is just learning the, obviously there's, there's different calls, different counts, and it's different than what you see going on in the gym. So how do you split up their training just to get them ready for the meet, make sure that they can get uh, a few white lights, or is it to try to actually increase strength a little bit before they go in? Uh, rule number one is to always check with 
whatever federation it is that you're going to compete in because you need to know uh, how the lifts need to be done. Each federation has like so and set of rules. You know, make sure you have the proper equipment going in. You might need a singlet. A lot of people don't realize that you need a singlet when you go and compete in powerlifting. And so they show up and they don't have one. They think they can buy one there. And for some reason, it never <laughs> never gets executed well enough where you can actually buy one there. Even though I actually make singlets, we don't even have met meets a lot of times. Borrow one from Yeah, you. yeah. Well, that <laughs> happens. It does happen. Yeah, that really? yeah. Happens a lot. I don't. I don't even know why the need for the singlet. I think it's a little overkill, personally. Um, but it is. It is the sport, and it is uh, part of it. So you need to just make sure that you understand all that stuff going in. Uh, in terms of like trying to get stronger, um, probably really won't get stronger. Maybe that would be a good time if you're not currently working on one rep maxes to do a few uh, one rep, not real maxes, but one rep, eighty percent, ninety percent, just to see uh, where about you're going to be. Because now you have to pick what are called openers. That's your first attempt in the meet. Uh, those are lifts that should represent something that you can do very cleanly, very easy. Even if you're sick or not feeling good, you can still blast those lifts out. Um, we recommend that it's something that you can do for like three reps. Your second attempt would be something that you can do for like two reps. And then your third attempt would be uh, kind of getting closer to a max. So, you know, in, in a powerlifting meet, it's a great environment to really go for a true max. Uh, Mike and I kind of have the same mindset. We don't really believe in going for uh, maxes in the gym. We might go for a PR, personal record, personal best. But a personal record and personal best, if your training is done right and you're training optimally, you'll be able to get a personal best without it being a max effort. Mm-hmm. What about going for a, a, um, a PR in the YouTube comments? <laughs> That's daily. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Bulgarian method. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we love those YouTube comments. <laughs> That's that's my problem with one rep max strength is that it's just it's such it's such a little um, thing on your driver's license online. I've always thought it'd be fun to have a powerlifting meet where you have oh, to hit three reps. You got to do your three RM. Yeah, your your, your, cre- your credibility's on your license. That'd be great. <laughs> There's some stuff. How uh, much you bench? Like CrossFit does like ladders, like a deadlift ladder and stuff like that. That's really cool. We talk about that often. That uh, you know, just making competitions just for fun, whether it is for YouTube or Instagram or just for us having fun. Uh, five rep max competition or whatever it may be, kind of evens the playing field for some people. Like. Right. Uh, like Mark's gonna outbench me until he's probably seventy. Uh, <laughs> and, and, but if we do, I don't know, one thirty-five all the way up to three fifteen, and we gotta do some deadlifts in between or something, maybe we even the ground a little bit. Sure. Do you, do you find some little formulas where you're like, oh god, this would just be a yeah, great something. competition. Yeah. I, I haven't yet, but I should. I should <laughs> come up with like three games that I can beat them at. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a really good segue into a question I wanted to ask you for a while, Mark. Is as a Meathead. Do you think about me a lot? I do. <laughs> okay, I Weirdly. So. Sorry. Not weird Sorry, at all. Sorry, Mrs. Bell. <laughs> uh, as a CrossFitter, I get a lot of, and in this community, you get a lot of hate, and people have a huge problem with the sport. And you guys have actually really embraced it, which I really appreciate, and have worked with CrossFitters, yeah. and particularly women that are strong. And can you talk about how that relationship started and how you like. The women, that's Mike's fault. <laughs> relationship? We don't like to call it a relationship. Or acquaintances. Labels yeah. on really anything. Us, yeah. Throwing us under the bus now. Yeah. <laughs> All those relationships. Water with bonus. Yeah. Bonus. But yeah, why? Why don't you? What do you like about it? Why? And was why it hard have for you? you? <laughs> yeah. Why was I mean, it hard for you to like huh? it? Huh? Were you? Oh, yeah. Wait. What, what are we talking about? We're, yeah. Was it a difficult thing? <laughs> uh, sort of. <laughs> uh, 
to be more serious, uh, <laughs> we've embraced CrossFit from day one uh, because I recognize that CrossFit is really fucking hard to do. Yeah. It just seems brutal. And the fact that it's got people doing squats and people doing deadlifts and it's got people with barbells in their hands. I really did like the fact that it had women, uh, more, even more so than, than the men. There's more women attracted to it, maybe because the guys have their shirts off. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, they don't look like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks the opposite of the way we look right now, especially. Um, but I really, I really like the fact that it was empowering women and getting women to kind of think with a totally different mindset than they ever thought before. They're now flipping tires and I think just doing shit that they probably thought was never possible before. And then instead of them worrying about like how much they weigh on the scale all the time, they're more worried about performance-based activity and how well they can do in a, uh, in, a, in a given contest or a given workout or wad. And when your mind is there, it's easier to make progress with your body. So it's interesting. Once you kind of once you kind of ease off and you're you're not you're not trying so damn hard to lose a pound or two for so and so or for this and that, it's that much easier to actually lose weight. Because again, when you start to lift weights and you start to put a barbell in your hand and you start to do some of the workouts as CrossFitters do, you're going to burn fat and gain muscle. And when you keep that muscle on your body, your body's going to work for you rather than you working for it. I think there's a lot of. Uh middle ground of, of crossfitters bodybuilders powerlifters weightlifters especially uh bodybuilders and powerlifters they used to talk shit on each other right mm -hmm. like oh bro you just look good oh bro you're fat and you can only lift right <laughs> but then crossfit came around and it kind of became that that thing that everybody's hating on for no reason but it's also that that middle ground of of trolls just like a youtube comment that mm -hmm. that are the ones saying this uh we've been lucky enough to to deal with the top powerlifters uh some of the top bodybuilders uh the top crossfitters and those guys aren't like that like they, they know like, oh, if I want to deadlift and I'm going to go to Mark, oh, if I need to weightlift, I need to go see, you know, our friend Max Ada or whoever it might be. Um, rather than no powerlifters got nothing to teach me. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. They can't even do a handstand walk. Right. Like, all right, bro. <laughs> you know, like it was a huge influence to having good CrossFitters around. Mm -hmm. uh, the CrossFitters I worked with in the beginning were, were awesome. So that helped a lot. I could see their work ethic. And you find that those super strong people just don't pay attention to the comments online or are they aware of comments online? Because you hear, you hear like, yeah. oh yeah, an NBA player going into the finals, he's on strict media <laughs> Yeah, I band, don't know. You know? <laughs> I, I think they pay attention, they just shrug it off. Because uh -huh. they have a mutual respect from, like I said, the other top people in the other sport and what else do you really need? You know, Do you want right. respect from the kind of these ants down there or you want like from the real people caring yeah i think everyone hears the noise i think you can't you can't avoid it mm -hmm. uh you see comments over and over again it, you can't help but have it be hurtful at some point mm -hmm. um but really it's kind of absurd to to have it even bother you at all because if someone was to shout something at you like even on the street or something which no one would ever actually do but if they did you would be like so shocked that you wouldn't even think they were yelling at you. So you'd probably just keep walking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it wouldn't even like, it wouldn't phase you at all. And you mm -hmm. might even kind of look and be like, that person doesn't have any clue. I don't even know who that person is at all. And, and that would be your way of kind of like dealing with it. Like, okay, I'll keep walking or whatever. Um, but yeah, these people that make these comments online, I think that, I think that, you know, number one, I'd like to see people think a little bit more before they make a comment because I do think people can criticize and I think they can have fun with criticizing and I think they can they can be a little over the top and outlandish and still have fun with it without like being so like they're way too negative. And I think a lot of times it's probably just kids. 
there's probably younger people that are just making these kind of crazy comments. They're not really making any sense. Mm-hmm. Like I see comments where someone will make fun of me. I'm like, you can make fun of me so much better than that. <laughs> like, like that's Try a, harder. That's not that funny, you know. And I've God, and I've had yeah. other ones that have come in that are funny, and I'll show it to Mike. Be like this is fucking hilarious, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yep. And he'll show one that someone said something about him, and we think it's like actually funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, think about it before you actually put something <laughs> okay. down. Yeah. And if you're going to criticize somebody on something, then maybe you should be knowledgeable on some of the subjects that you're trying yep. to comment on. Yeah. Mm, yeah, knowledgeable is no fun. Though. Nah. Chrissy can attest to that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the YouTube comments about my blue shirt. It's all they're about. Those are the ones that are funny is the thing. Is yeah, that, that's no, the I get a good laugh out of them. I love them. But I don't know. It seems like, that. yeah, those, those comments also sort of miss sometimes. It's that it's like... CrossFit clearly came into being at a time when there, there, the, the world of strength was totally ready for another strength sport. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. it, it met a need that was out there. What, what, what was it about that? Yeah, about the, the galaxy turning in that moment <laughs> where CrossFit just sort, can sort of explode like that. There had to have been other things like that in the past that well, just never a, had the chance to blossom. That's the stuff that people don't want to admit. Mm-hmm. You know, People don't want to admit that power thing is boring. Mm-hmm. And that strong man is strong man is actually not boring, but strong man is like a very dysfunctional sport. Maybe too extreme. From, uh, yeah, too yeah. extreme. Mm-hmm. It's messed up from top to bottom yeah. in a lot of ways. I love strong man. I like a lot of the athletes. I'm very close to a lot of the athletes in strong man. But holy crap, is that sport right. really messed up? Bodybuilding, kind of same. Like some of these sports are just they've been around a long time. They have old way of thinking, and it was you're right. It was time for something new. Time for something different. The thinking of uh, Greg Glassman. And Dave Castro, while it may be a lot different, at least it's their thoughts and it's what they want to do. And if mm-hmm. and if you're in their way, then then you're gonna get run over. Right. You know, they they do things their own way. They don't care who steps in and intervenes or wants to change stuff. Uh, Mike and I were at the games one year when the ESPN people were kind of complaining because things were getting switched up so much. Or like we spent so much time on these graphics that said certain things, uh, certain weights, and certain things. Now it's all different. We got to go back and change it. But that the CrossFit doesn't. They don't care. If they're gonna do their thing their way, the way they think. It is going to give them the best product that they they can have. Mm-hmm. Everything trying to goes in cycles, you know. Like uh, Mark said, he witnessed it firsthand as a kid, uh, like going to the gym. There was no like powerlifters or bodybuilders. It was like guys trying to get bigger and guys trying to get stronger. Uh, and I witnessed that trying to study some of the, the history of, of lifting and things. Uh, then you get to maybe the eighties, nineties, and everything starts to go to machines. Uh, all these barbells are on tracks. Everything you're sitting in a seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was just about time that the barbell starts to come around. Uh, no doubt, CrossFit had a huge impact on weightlifting and powerlifting. But I right. think. Uh, uh, with or without power, uh, CrossFit, excuse me, it was probably bound to happen that the barbell is going to come about in a different, uh, more powerful way in the future eventually. Mm-hmm. The fitness community uh, tends to want to cannibalize itself a lot. The uh, powerlifting, <laughs> powerlifting does it a lot too, where it's like uh, even within the sport itself, there's too much like infighting for the sport to really grow. Mm-hmm. And bunch I of think, haters. Yeah, a bunch of haters. <laughs> there's a lot of lot of hatefulness just going around. Period. And it's just. It's uh, it's unnecessary, and there's money to be made for everybody. There's there's a place at the table for everybody. There's a place at the table for everybody to get a little pat on the back saying, hey, that 800-pound deadlift was pretty cool. But, hey, that uh, six-minute mile was pretty damn cool, too, from somebody else or, right. yeah. or whatever. And everyone wants to just really hold on to these different things that they have. 
uh, even me, you know, myself with my company, there's there's so much other room. There's other room for other companies to come in and make money. And that's why there are new companies all the time. I think, you know, myself and, and Mike's been a big part of it as well in making this, the Slingshot brand so popular. And with us making money and, and doing well, it, we kind of do a good job of making it look easy. Mm-hmm. And so other companies have followed suit and have done, you know, knee wraps and wrist wraps, and they've hopped they've hopped along 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 the uh, the train there, the fitness train. But the thing is, why do I why would I get all upset and crazy about that when I can just keep focusing in on what I'm doing, keep right. making what I'm doing better, and not worry about what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's just money to be made for everybody. There's there's a place at the table for each person. So when it comes to strongman or powerlifting or CrossFit, I think we should all just try to embrace uh, what each other are doing because it's all in the fitness category. It's all in the category of making yourself better, self-improvement. And what's better than that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can pick up a lot from each. Uh, we talked about this on, uh, on a podcast last week. We had a, a very top-level CrossFitter on and um, you know, obviously powerlifting kind of leads the way in terms of like periodization, uh, strength, obviously with the barbell, uh, bodybuilding's kind of always led the way with diet because their stuff's so extreme, but there's a lot of stuff we pick up from that. Um, and CrossFit, in my opinion, is it really led the way, obviously with combining all these things, uh, but with kind of rehab, prehab, mobility stuff. Uh, there's not a more educated community. Uh, we have tons of power, even on our team, you know, which is a, an elite powerlifting team that are numbskulls that have no idea what's going on, you know, and they're all beat up and they're lifting like crap and whatever. Uh, but you go into a, a CrossFit facility or, or, or something like that, and those guys are, they know like, oh, oh, Mark's knee hurt. I know it's not his knee. I know it's his hip, right? Because everything works upstream, downstream. Like they're, they're just uh, educated. They're self-educated mm-hmm. uh, and they're normally willing to learn and, and, and grow. So there's kind of no reason to to knock another one. Right. Well, yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting. You were saying that, you know, strong men think of as being the sort of dysfunctional type. Like when I was growing up, I'd watch the world's strongest man. I'm like, well, that guy's walking at least. Like he's carrying something. <laughs> yeah. I would look at a power lifter and be like, he's, you know, you just envision right. him like getting out of breath, going up a oh, flight of yeah, stairs. Yeah, no, no I didn't like, mean oh, about I'm the strongest this. man yeah. in the world, but I'm in pain I all mean the goddamn time. Do you, but do, you, do you feel like it's getting more functional? Like the, yeah, the no, power lifter is a more functional guy I than I didn't mean, to be? Uh, I just meant the organizations <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, are dysfunctional, yeah. not necessarily. The athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, the athlete. Oh, yeah. The athlete and the movements are fine, you know. Uh-huh. That's super individual too. You know, there's power lifters that are fat as hell and there's power lifters that are so jacked. You know, there's crossfitters that have a little bit higher body fat mm-hmm. there's some crossfitters that are jacked out of their mind mm-hmm. same with weightlifters you know the, mm-hmm. the the strongest weightlifter i think right now is a uh, iranian maybe he's very overweight mm-hmm. what yeah. would seem uh right but then there's uh who's the guy that's uh, around sometimes with cal strength gold medalist i don't know the guy's oh, jacked yeah, out yeah. of his freaking mind you know there's there's a piece of a- everything and mm-hmm. it's just like humans right and like we're all little snowflakes or whatever the hell you want to say <laughs> but it's we're true all, <laughs> all different when it comes to like uh functional strength and stuff like that you know i always think it's kind of funny because i'm like you know, show me a, a non-functional movement. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't so. know what that looks like or what that would even be. I mean, just because you use a Smith machine or just because you use a machine to train your triceps, or your biceps, oh. I don't see how that would not be functional. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be functional for maybe something slightly different than what you might want it to be functional for. So maybe that person who's using it is using it for their goals, not your goals. Specificity, <laughs> right? Yeah. Typing's typing's functional for a secretary. <laughs> what about a really shitty squat? How, what is that? <laughs> Carry over. Yeah, I mean, it's still just <laughs> that a, means you need to watch more of our videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, watch more videos and just uh, use a little less weight, maybe. You know. Uh, oh. Okay. What? 
ever. It starts at two twenty-five. That's, that's, the, that's the one thing that yeah. I that I've observed is doesn't matter what you're doing as long as there's two twenty-five on the bar. In a two wheels. Yes. Yeah, well, right. you don't even have to lift it. You just have to lo- uh, look, look like it? you're li- lifting it every so once in a while. Walk back and forth, pace yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Just walk there you go. You get the it, arms going. Yeah. Walk around yep. the gym. Hold your back. Stretch your hammies. Kevin Hart does yeah. the best impersonation yeah. of that. It's like you got three plates over yeah. here. He's all wilding up. Yep. <laughs> Checking the bar. Yeah. Just look like you're sweating and be like, yep, that was a hell of a workout. <laughs> yep. So, so I, I may have discovered some of the some of the history of that thinking though recently because a buddy of mine was telling me he's, he's, that he had this fantasy. He's like, I've always wanted to do this thing. I heard Arnold used to do where you take a barbell and you take two plates you go out in the wilderness with a couple of women and a, and a bunch of meat, and you put you put the barbell down Wait, on the ground. You do yeah, you do all the you do everybody does as many deadlifts as they can, then you have sex with the women, then you eat the meat. Have you heard this story before? I think, <laughs> I think you just explained. That. <laughs> I think you just explained Mark's life. <laughs> yeah. But it's like his uh, thank you very much. Adventure. Yeah, thanks for exposing me on, on the podcast here. But uh, this yeah. is it was this myth, this mythical tale that he was like, I've always wanted to do this, and I was like, well, we can do it, but we're gonna like have my kids there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna like, be a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Seems doable. Doesn't yeah. seem that out there. No, I think it's kind of a cool story, isn't it? I mean, whatever the the whole sex part, it's kind of silly, but this <laughs> gets those testosterone levels yeah. up, I guess. I just I just ended up having sex with the weights. <laughs> I mean, in the gym, I'm cutting it home. Anyway, I'm gonna switch. Yeah, switch tra- transition into the next one. How about we talk about fat feet? That's what I have written on oh. my notepad. Yeah, why do you have a notepad? Well, hey, now, now just to be clear, why? wide feet are not fat feet. Oh, okay. But what if you have wide fat feet? <laughs> they so can. What, what is the difference between wide and fat? I've got some wide ass feet, but my feet are um, are the most vascular part of my body. Too. Okay. Hey now, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Buddy. That's yeah. right. You're welcome, listeners. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're so they're they're they're, they're so shredded. Yeah. Vasodilators. I, I've been I've been told I have man's feet. A man's feet. A That's man's a manly feet. feet. Yeah, sorry. A man's foot right manly there. Manly man's feet. Do you have fat feet? Is that why you wrote that down? Yeah. I got some I got some I got some round feet. No, he was just saying, Oh, your feet look round or something. I or was wide. complimenting him on his wide shoes because I like <laughs> oh, wide shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have a they have a wide box. I have yeah. sausagey feet. Like in the heat, they definitely like sandals. Oh, they they go, go up. It, yeah, they like. And then if you have sandals, it kind of squeezes the fat around. It. How about when you were? How about when you were when you were preggers? How how are those? Did you have that feet? Oh, they didn't swell up. She was supposedly pregnant. She wasn't pregnant. Pretty like that. fingers swelled up. No, no, it was all appeared. Just in the face. Yeah, looking like a powerlifter. It was terrible. Yeah, awesome. And I didn't notice until I looked at pictures. I was like, oh god. Yeah. That creep no. up on you. Yeah. How, ma- how far along were you when you were doing when you did the CrossFit games? I was, <laughs> oh man, about eight weeks. So, <laughs> That's so crazy. It was terrible. That's pretty crazy. So I I found out that I was pregnant about ten week ten days before we left for the games, mm-hmm. and and I noticed about a month before that I was like, man, things are really hard. <laughs> like we did the triple three workout, which was a three thousand meter row, three hundred double unders, and a three mile run, and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no. I had to stop and like puke a couple, I was like, no, this is terrible. And I had no idea what was wrong. That was this year? That was 2015. Oh, gotcha. And then, um, so we were just practicing for the games. And then I took, I peed on a stick 10 days before we left cause I hadn't gotten my period. And I was like, oh no. But I didn't tell my teammates cause yeah. I didn't want them to kick me off the team. I was like, well, <laughs> give it a go. That's great. <laughs> 
You think they would have kicked you off the team? I don't know. Jerks. Sorry, guys. I don't know. <laughs> they might have done it. Yeah, just so like, yeah. Yeah. They might have worried about you a lot, That's right? That's what I was, yeah. 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 But I lived. She lived. She's cute. She's, <laughs> we're so all good. Cute. We're all good to yeah. go. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so crazy. It's terrible. But speak, speaking of that, speaking of Cassie, you, you hang out with a lot of really strong women. Um, did you kind of see this golden age of strong women coming off in the distance? Like, it seems like... Dream about it. Mm-hmm. Yearn for it. Yearn. <laughs> so, uh, or is this, is this a golden age no, of strong I, I women? No, I think that, I think that uh, women are still just scratching the surface of what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what we're seeing from CrossFit, and this is just, uh, in my opinion, I think the women are more impressive than the men when it comes to their muscularity and and their strength levels. And I don't mean like, obviously they're not lifting more than the men. They don't weigh more than the men. Uh, but I just mean in terms of where women were before to where they are now and where the men were before to where they are now. The men are like kind of in the same spot. Like they traditionally deadlift over 500 pounds in CrossFit and they're still kind of there. Uh, there's uh, guys that squat, you know, 400 pounds. There's, there's a bunch of them, you know, but the, with the women, it's like, I think, you know, kind of in the beginning, it seemed like a 275 pound deadlift, 300 pound deadlift was kind of a hard thing for women. Now, not in a, in a power thing setting, a 315, you start to get over 350 and you're talking about a really good deadlift for a female. And it seems like almost all the top level CrossFit women uh, deadlift 350 and above. And even Brooke Wells doing a 415 deadlift in the CrossFit games this year after, you know, after she ran a 7K trail run or whatever right. the fuck that was. Just, it's unbelievable. So I think. I think you're just starting to see the beginning of what women can do because there's still not as many women uh, as, as maybe uh, exposed to some lifting as as uh, as there are men. I think, in my opinion, um, the CrossFit has helped that quite a bit. But I think that the more women that are exposed to it, the more freaks and the more crazy lifts you're going to see from the females. Sure, yeah, and there are probably a lot of people who are just they're they're not accustomed to the idea of seeking strength as like a as a goal. Like I'm going to get stronger. Yeah, and and the more people that think that, and and that goes even with the men. You know, the more people that uh, at the age of seven or six are like, I'm going to be a CrossFitter. Yeah. The more people that do that, the more crazy shit you're going to see because now it's a wider pool of people. You know, football. Uh, was kind of the only game in town for a long time. Baseball, those were kind of the two main things that, or even basketball, I guess to a certain extent. Yeah, but ladies, not even like what? Oh, what every girl plays soccer, and that's it. Volleyball. Maybe maybe yeah, volleyball and softball. softball. Yep. Now maybe basketball is a little bit more. Uh, you know, maybe there's some fringe golf or tennis or something, gymnastics. Well, the women are always kind of pushed aside, in, especially in strength sports. <laughs> the women are always just kind of like, yeah, we'll have some stuff for the girls. Yeah, girl too, but know. we didn't even, like, even playing high school sports, the guys always weight trained. Yep. Yeah. The girls never got to weight train. Well, or we'd go in, like, once a yeah. semester. But even that's evolved with the guys in, in the 90s. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't lift weights until 1992. Yeah. You know, like even the guys now, every basketball player is doing yeah. something. Yeah. Every football player, tennis players, you hear Tiger Woods benches 350. You know, like everything's uh, starting to evolve. Well, they used to talk for years. They talked about how dangerous cheerleading was. And I'm like, well, cheerleading's not dangerous. The girls are out of shape. You know, they're not. I'm not saying they're out of shape uh, in terms of their a bunch of the way their the way their bo- the way their bodies well, we look. We have I'm a not, lot of cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about. Yeah, they're in shape. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, yeah. they're on train. There you go. That's a better way to say it. I'm not saying that they look bad. I'm saying that they're they're not physically fit enough to handle the jumping into the different things that they're doing, and they're crashing down on their ankle, and then they're busting their ankle. Mm -hmm. It's a huge disservice to women, I think, in general. And I remember I had to in high school lift with the football team because there was no one to lift with on my girlfriends on the girls' Mm -hmm. team. We're playing footsie. Don't mind us. Yeah, (laughs) there's a little bit there. Wide fat feet. (laughs) Women. I mean, I think part of the reason, and Chrissy, you can correct me, but you know, women tear their ACLs to death, and maybe if they learned how to squat. Q angle. Am I right, doctor? You are. (laughs) But like learning how to properly jump and land and run, and I think boys get to learn that, and girls don't. A letter. Q. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, continue. But yeah, I just think it's. Yeah. It, yeah, it needs to it needs to get worked on. Well, even addressing, you know, the, the women with, you know, women some typically will have uh, wider hips and then their knees are kind of inside of where their hips are and then the feet kind of trail back outward a little bit. So when you go and you travel down the leg towards the knee, the knee is like inward a little bit. And so a lot of times their knees will cave in a lot when they do different exercises. But even with that being said, that they have chi- childbearing hips, that's not like something that's yeah. going to automatically blow out your knees exactly uh, right. through exercise. But if you Learn. if you exercise more and become stronger, that'll be less of a problem. Like that, you were built that way for a reason. Right. Uh, you're not built that way so you blow out your ACL all the time right. from yeah. doing anything. Right. Yeah. You know, if you if but if you make yourself stronger in some of these positions that you're trying to get in when you cheerlead or when you do powerlifting or any other sport, uh, then you won't be injured. You won't yeah, be going hurt. back to like you ask about. Uh, <clears throat> semi different but uh four weeks what do you do for a powerlifting meet is all like it's all like skill and motor pattern improvement right and that's kind of that whole knee deal like a girl squatting 315 won't improve her acl like uh rehabilitation her chances that she wasn't uh won't bust it but her getting her knees out in the proper knee tracking in a squat will because then under high impact of cutting on a suicide uh basketball mm-hmm. sprint or or if a girl comes and clips her from the side in soccer uh she's more likely to land in the proper position where that thing's not going to burst mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I, I think we, we see it a lot that people want to treat women athletes like they're fragile and a mm-hmm. special case. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's a few differences between yeah. men and women, uh, but how they train and, and yeah. how you can train them and coach them, yeah. really no different. And I think part of the reason why sometimes we make it injured is because we are treating them so different or we're changing their nutrition to a point where it's like, Look, we all, we can eat carbs. We're right. we're women, but trust me, I can I eat, I put down carbs. Like yeah. I don't Lucky need to stay charms. away from them, yeah. you know. But it's like, oh, the the hormones are different, the yeah. training patterns are yeah. different, and you put them on this completely different. It's like, no, trust me, like we can do the same thing. I think it's a, a real popular thing right now, and it's a, it's a selling point for coaches is to say, oh, I'm not going to put you on the same program as Silent Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why wouldn't you put me I'm on like, the same program? Yeah, cookie, program. cookie cutter is kind of good. Silent Mike's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Strength is strength. Yeah. Well, and then also, like, if, if a cookie cutter, quote-unquote cookie cutter program never worked, then how does, does any team ever get successful? How did the Green Bay Packers build what they used to have, or the Chicago Bulls, or any of these teams that have the built Bears. these? The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. Any of these teams that built these, like, Bulls. dynasties, how have they done it? They, they do train as a team. So according to what coaches are selling now, you can't train like the guy next to you. So that wouldn't work, you know, technically, right? Yeah, I think it's broader than just sex. It's age. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you're not going to max out uh, if you're not a powerlifter, arguably, or, or if you're 15 first time squatting. Uh, but age, height, weight, uh, sex, obviously, like there's a million, even sports, yep. uh, bodybuilding oh, yeah. and powerlifting are way more similar than people want to say. Uh, there's different exercise selection, but but we do plenty of bodybuilding type movements in terms of isolation movements, if you want to call them, the uh, in our off season. The tan part is very similar. You got to look good in your singlet. Uh, 
but even, you know, CrossFit, whatever it may be, is like there's certain just laws that work and mm-hmm. everybody needs to follow them almost regardless of your goal. If you're trying to gain weight, you're going to eat more calories. If you're mm-hmm. trying to lose weight, you're going to eat less calories. Like, yeah, there's a little more uh, to it, but not that much. If you want to get stronger, you're going to have to lift a barbell with progressively more weight or reps or mm-hmm. sets over fucking yep. 10 years and you're, you're going to eventually yep. get stronger. <laughs> yep. uh, and that's going to, uh, in bodybuilding, that's going to do the same because you're going to have to grow more muscle to lift that more weight to support the fucking progressive overload. Like, it's, it's simpler than people want to make it because mm-hmm. uh, they do want that answer. They do want like, oh, oh, your girl Stephanie, you're over here on the on the step mill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little Tommy, we're doing curls, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, or you're a bodybuilder. We're, we're only going to do dumbbells. We're not going to do right. a flat yeah. bench or yeah. whatever it is. But it is still, it's hard to get as strong as you could be. All right. Like, so when some, I, I bet you have people coming to you all the time saying, oh, I want to get strong AF right here. You know, I'm going to yeah. be the best, strongest version of myself. Do you find yourself warning those people? Like, no, get, getting strong ain't no joke. <laughs> it, yeah, it is difficult. It's difficult mm-hmm. to make progress uh, over a long period of time, but it depends on the commitment level of the mm-hmm. person too. Um, it, it, you know, if, if they come in, and they have at least a decent understanding of, of training. Uh, that helps a lot. It kind of shows you like, okay, this person at least did a little bit of their homework. Maybe they're not crazy strong right now. Like mm-hmm. maybe they haven't really built up or acquired a lot of strength yet because it just takes time. Um, but at least they've done some research. At least they know who Mike is. They know who I am. They know about some of these various training methods. And they've tried a couple different things. Then it's actually very easy to start to steer them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, prime example is we have a lifter in our gym um, who's a, a, a bodybuilder as well. And he came in and uh, I think he was deadlifting around 635. And within, I think, four months, he deadlifted 715. Mm. Now, 635 deadlifts is already like- That's no joke. Already right. very strong. Very, very strong. And even in powerlifting terms, it's, it's pretty damn good. Uh, but for him to go to 715 that quickly, um, it's not anything crazy that we did at Super Training. It's uh, more a byproduct of him coming in, already at least knowing uh, some of how his body works, along with just training alongside us. Mm-hmm. Get and, some and tips being in their the, eyes on him. Yeah, being in a good environment. And we do we do kind of try to coach like nearly every rep and every set. And, mm-hmm. and we're on each other about the form and stuff like that. But... That's a huge factor is, uh, you know, people that want to get stronger, people that, that want to want to get uh, better. The commitment level they have to that is uh, is going to be the biggest determining factor on how fast they can get stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a matter of like uh, how much, like Mark said earlier, powerlifting is boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you can bench squat dead for the next 10 years and not get injured, you're going to be pretty strong. Uh, almost regardless of program, almost regardless of nutrition, like those things will obviously accelerate the process. But it's boring because it's like, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to, but well, like you're just be. doing the same thing over and over. And, and there's a lot of skill involved and there's a lot of grind involved in that, you know, all the cliche of hustle grind, but it's so true. It's cause it's, it's every Thursday for the last five years, me and Mark have benched together and, and we've Mark's benched between three fifteen and four fifty five for the, <laughs> those years in different sets and reps. And I've benched between two twenty five and three fifteen every freaking Thursday at two o'clock. That's what we do. You know, and like, is that glamorous or fun? Not really. We try to have fun. We try to, you know, mess around and, and that's where the Instagrams and the YouTube and stuff comes into play but mm-hmm. like the actual process of self-improvement is the same thing if, you know if you want to get deeper or whatever and talk about like becoming a better person or being nicer to people like you can't just do it but like once you start thinking about it daily you think about doing one nice task for something every single day and then over time maybe you're a better person because you open the door for a lady now before when you used to just not give a shit what they were doing <laughs> self self uh self-talk well, you, you, were so, you, said, you couldn't yeah. even reach for it you're such a dysfunctional power. individual you okay. couldn't get your arm high enough to you just got to open the door and then and then you're going to heaven mobilize that shoulder. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and taking your mind, I think that's the that's what helped me with CrossFit is like being willing to do stuff that's scary. 
like put 225 for yeah. me over my head was like terrifying but <laughs> you have to do like you have yeah. to go there in order to improve and that's that's a lot of weight yeah, yeah was that a jerk yeah that's pretty strong I you have do that. To, you have to challenge yourself. Right. You know, you have to, and it's going to make you, in a lot of ways, going to make you a stronger person. I think sometimes, what Mike and I run into, unfortunately, <laughs> run into some just really, really hardcore meatheads, mm -hmm. and all they know is the lifting. And it's sad to see sometimes you're like, man, I wish this person would just understand uh, what they could do with the rest of their life if they're able to make some of these awesome uh, changes inside the gym with the weights they're able to move, like how awesome of a person this person actually is, and they don't even fucking recognize it right. because they're such a meathead. They're just kind of intertwined with the, with the weights. But yeah, if you're if you're somebody who's able to make big changes with fitness, you're able to lose body fat, you're able to gain strength on your bench press, then you could probably make some big positive changes in your life that will impact your life and other people's lives. It's a pretty good spot to wrap up yeah. the conversation yeah. on that. Hey, now. I feel like a better person. Hey, I'm, like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, no, you could be. You could. You could. You, <laughs> could. Lift. <laughs> you could also be. Deadlift yourself too better. Exactly. Person. Well, uh, thank, thanks for coming and talking with us, guys. Yeah, yeah, um, they're going to go awesome. give us yeah. a uh, badass bench summit seminar over in the bodybuilding.com gym here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's time to lift. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? I think so, buddy. All right. We'll have, uh, well, so you can go to supertraining.tv.gov. You can go to howmuchybench.net and get all the greatest, <laughs> all the greatest uh, strength training gear that you can find on the market. And I'm at Mark Smelly Bell on Instagram and Twitter. My YouTube channel is supertraining06 backslash. I mean, I'm sorry, it's youtube.com backslash supertraining06. And here's Silent Mike. Uh, you can find me on his shit and uh, iTunes, Mark Wells Podcast. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank Great. you. Oh, come on, phone. What's wrong? Sprint turn. This smartphone is not smart. Then switch to Sprint and get a brilliant iPhone XR for just $15 a month. $15 a month? Now that sounds smart. Switch to Sprint and get the brilliant iPhone XR for just $15 a month. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 per month after $16.25 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires 24-month installment. Calling if you cancel early. Remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. <laughs>